Welcome to Yoka's Joyful Journey, a multi-potential journey to creative clarity. I'm your host, Yoka Wijn, and we'll be talking to amazing creative people about various topics like multi-potentialism, having many ideas, and shiny objects. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following me on Instagram at the underscore green underscore nick. everybody thank you for listening today we will be speaking to my wonderful friend and amazing illustrator carla fripp from south carolina usa hi carla hey how are you hey i'm good how are you i'm doing fantastic awesome so great having you here so tell us who are you what do you do and what's your big scary hairy goal so I am Carla. I am living in South Carolina. I have been in the South for 20 plus 30 years. I'm originally from upstate New York. Whoops South to get away from all that snow. So I am an illustrator. I am a graphic designer and I do some hand lettering, lots of other little art things, all, all the creative things. And my big, scary, hairy goal is I really want to design artwork for a board game, probably a chill board game, because I think that lends itself to what the style of art that I do. So that's that's my big goal is to get on a board game or card, like a card game kind of a thing. That's so cool. And you, you're putting it out there in the universe, so it's going to happen. I am. Yep. yep. Are you already doing anything towards that goal? I've been working on a few, like, personal projects but nothing nothing serious i've just been kind of playing around with it a little bit right because you've been illustrating for how long now seriously i guess a couple of years i mean i've always been drawing ever since i was young um, i went to art school and all that but once i got into graphic design i kind of stopped drawing and doing computer layout stuff so i guess within i think 2018 is when i started kind of getting back into it i I started doing some hand lettering and then that morphed into doing more illustrative work right so now you're really getting more and more into the illustration again yes i thought i would do more um, lettering but i think the lettering was a gateway for me to kind of get back into drawing because you're drawing letters started drawing letters i started drawing other things and now that's mostly what i do right now so do you get that lovely feeling again, like, yay, I'm drawing again, which you had when you were a kid? Yeah, it's definitely different. What makes it different? I don't know. I guess because now you have in the back of your mind, well, let's see if I'm drawing this. Is there something that I can do with it? Like, can I put this on a product? Can I make a t-shirt out of this? Can I make a card out of this? So a lot of the times when I'm drawing, that's in the back of my mind. Well, what am I going to use this for? Whereas right. When I was a child or when I was in college, it was just, you know, you're drawing because it's there and you should draw it. Why not? Right? Really artistic then. And now it's more like, okay, well, let me draw something. Let me see what I can do with it. I think that's the difference. That that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So you're doing many different things. Would you consider yourself to be a multi-potentialite? Well, for sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I just, I love anything creative. Um, right. I've done photography, I've done pottery, I've done 
block printing, drawing with a pencil, drawing with trying to paint. I'm not a great painter, but and yeah, and I get bored easily. I kind of I start one thing and get super excited and then I'm into it for however long and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored with this. Let me try something else. Or, you know, it's that shiny object like, ooh, that looks like a really cool project. I need to do that. And then I start doing that and forget about what I was doing. So I have a lot of unfinished ideas. So, yeah. So do you have any ideas on how to tackle all of your ideas? You start them or do you write them down somewhere or keep them in the back of your mind? Or No, if it's it's not written down, it'll never happen. So I definitely write things down. Yeah. And Sometimes I go back and look at my notes, the things that I've written down with ideas, and then other times I completely forget about it and just like, gosh, what do I want to do? What do I want to draw? And I have no ideas, no nothing in my head. And then yeah. realize, oh, you, you do have a notebook with ideas and you, you might want to take a look at that. So yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Looking back in the notebook. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't happen often. I don't yeah, have one notebook or most, multiple notebooks. I actually have multiple, I think. Yeah, there's there's at least two. There might be a third. I'm just a huge notebook lover myself. So if I do have a list of ideas, I put them in several notebooks. So I have to go through several notebooks to see where my ideas are at. Do you recognize that? Like having things in multiple places as well? Yes. Well, I have like I have little sketchbook. That I thought, okay, this is perfect for little, little notes, little just things. Yeah. And I carry it with me and I carry it with me for all of, I don't know, a week, two weeks. And then I just stopped carrying it. But the idea was great, right? And then I have another notebook that's probably, you know, sketchbook and it's got a bunch of ideas in it. And then at one point in my life, I got overwhelmed with paper. Like I have too much paper and too many things written in notebooks. And I have like 20. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. I started doing it digitally and I was like, oh, this is nice because digitally you can organize it. You can just erase stuff. You can delete pages. You can add to it. You can reorganize it. And I'm like, oh, I like this. So I reached a point of the little notebooks and stuff. I don't really use much. Like I said, I kind of forget to go look at them, but I should. Mm. I'll have to do that after the call and go look at my little yeah, looking forward to see what comes out of that. So you mentioned being overwhelmed, you know, being overwhelmed by paper, by ideas. Is there any way for yourself how to deal with that overwhelm? Well, as silly as it sounds, it's taking one thing at a time. Mm. I'm burned. I can multitask, but I shouldn't. Like, because when you multitask, at least for me, and I know this happens to a lot of other people, you you do all these things, like you do 10 things, but you don't do any of them well because you're right. stretched too thinly. So I've just, I've learned that to focus more on one thing at a time. So I have one thing and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to go doing that. I'm not going to go doing that. Wow. I'm going to finish this or I move on to something else. And it's really, really hard because Man. I have a project that I'm working on. And I've been working on it forever. Work on it. We're, we're talking more than a year. Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Since it initially started. And I was like, I, I put it away and I do something else. And then I'll come back to I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this. Yeah. And I get bored with it and I put it away and I do something else. 
And then this past December, I was like, okay, I'm going to finish. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm, I can't start a new project. I can't think about a new project. I can't draw anything. I can't. And I really put that on myself. And it totally helped for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then I got, I'm this close to having the project done, like this yeah. close. If but it's only like it was a, there. <laughs> but it's a step that I don't necessarily want to take. I'll, I'll give you. It's I'm putting together a little coloring book, and so anyway, the 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 writing part of it, like the what this coloring book is about, so that I can put it on the the back cover and and other little details and stuff like that. Putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and I'm like, just sit down and do it, and then yeah. get it done. So yeah. That's my problem is I just, I have to focus, but then sometimes I'm over-focused on that one thing and I can't do anything else until I'm right. done. But I think there's a lot of pressure on having to finish something, which doesn't always help in getting the things actually done. Right. And no one else is putting this on me because nobody else is really like, I don't have a boss saying, hey, when are you going to get that done? Hey, I need you, the deadline's tomorrow. I need you to actually work really well with deadlines, which is why I try to do that to myself. Because I originally said I was going to have this coloring book done and published and up on Amazon by the end of December. That's, that was my goal. And then I didn't make it. And that's okay. That's okay. okay. I mean, no, expecting too much of yourself is always a, is a tricky thing. So. Yeah, I hear you. Mm. But I'm looking forward to when the project is finished. It'll happen. I will let maybe, you know. Yeah, maybe we should set a deadline right here, right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so would that be your biggest struggle, finishing things or shiny object or maybe imposter syndrome or... All of the things. Oh my gosh, all the things. All the things in combination at different at different points in time and different levels. You know, imposter syndrome will come in sometimes when, when I've been scrolling too much. I'll be looking at someone who I admire their work and be like, gosh, that's so amazing. I wish I could do that. And then you step back and you're like, well, yeah, you can do that because you know how long they've been doing this? They didn't yeah. start out being amazing well maybe they did but <laughs> some you know, some did <laughs> yeah so you just have to take a step back and then you know sometimes i'll have the imposter syndrome one day and then the next day I'm like oh man i am i'm i can draw i can do this i have amazing work look at what i've done ah uh, yeah it, just, it, it ebbs and flows it comes oh in my gosh yeah, yeah. It ebbs and flows and it comes and goes i like that shall we do that as your quote i love it <laughs> Wow, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Oh my gosh, dropping them. <laughs> Very cool. So you say when you are scrolling, you feel the syndromes coming up. I have the same thing. However, I do think that social media, um, especially Instagram in this case, because we know each other from Instagram um, and also from a course we did together, like a coaching group, which was really awesome to meet each other there. Would you say that creative community is different from social media or is social media the creative community? What What are your thoughts on creative community? I feel like it's changed a lot over the last couple of years. I enjoy like the interactions like with you. I had another 
we call it kind of a creative group where we got together on Slack once every couple of weeks. And then we all purely met just off Instagram. Someone contacted me and was like, hey, I really appreciate all the lovely comments that you've given on my work. I'm putting together this group. Do you want to do you want to be a part? And I was like, yes. Cool. And so I've met some really great people and through coaching classes or courses or whatever. I've met a lot of really great people. But I, I think some of it's changed because Instagram is so oversaturated. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, even when I'm scrolling, I'm not liking as many things as I used to because there's just you're just kind of scrolling. And I think yeah. a lot of people doing that. So 20 people might see my work. But only two of them will take the effort to, you know, hit that, hit that yeah. thing. Even hit with the button. Like yeah, yeah. they like it. Wow. I think it's just, I think it's just the nature of how Instagram is, has trained everybody to just. Yeah. And you have an endless feed, literally. Yeah. So yeah. that is very annoying. <laughs> if you don't go <laughs> to school as much as you are scrolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, the. There's a handful of people that I have met that are just awesome. And, you know, yeah. you can have a conversation like this and you can get feedback on your work. And and when they tell you that they like the work, they're not just liking it just for the sake of it. They're they're actually genuine. Yeah. And it's really nice having conversations like this. You know, you're talking with people and talking with people that understand what you're going through, all the things yeah. that you've experienced and are experiencing. Yeah. So, yeah, like it. Yeah, same. It's really cool. And I agree that it has changed, but, you know, there are a lot of awesome people that you get in touch with and that you are still in touch with. And yeah. you learn from each other and you support each other and motivate each other. It's just really nice to have yeah. like-minded yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So what is your Instagram handle and your website? Even Carla Fripp Creative. And it's Carla with a K. And Fripp with double P. Yes. And for those in the United States who may know, there is a Fripp Island. It's not mine, but, you know, down south, we have an island. That is so cool. Carla Fripp's Island. Yep. So what would your quote be for the listeners? It is actually, can you see? Well, the, the light's not very good, but it says, be positive, patient, and persistent. I love it. Do you have a story to go with that? Not really, other than it came to me one day. I read it somewhere. I don't know. But I was like, that's perfect because those are the three things that I need. We need, you know, and I I lettered it. Mm -hmm. Now I put it on our wall and I see it every day. It's just, you know, positive doesn't mean you're positive all the time about everything. Mm-hmm. But trying to put a positive spin on something or seeing, okay, well, what's the good that's coming out of this? And patience, Lord, I have no patience for anything. <laughs> like, I've been working on it my whole life, trying to trying to be more patient. But um, and then persistent, you know, when you want something, go for it. Just you have to you have to keep going. Yeah, I love the quote. And if you want something, go for it. So you're gonna go for your children's book. Yes, yes. I have a coloring book, a children's book, and then eventually art on some kind of a game. Children's game. Yes, children's game. That is going to be awesome. Yeah. Totally looking forward to that. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. This was fun.
It was. And we'll talk to each other soon. Yes, definitely. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yoka's Joyful Journey. Make sure to head over to the show notes for all the links and information on our guest this week. You can check it out at thegreennip.nl forward slash podcast. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode. See you then.